Welcome to the EDMist Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, today I'm here with my friend Joe. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. What's up? Um, and today's topic is EDC, Electric Daisy Carnival, yes. Las Woo-hoo. Vegas, 2015. Uh, which EDC. Was it a month ago? Just about a month ago? Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah. Um, we've been trying to record this podcast for a while, but both of us have been so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really, really wanted to commit to it because uh, we went together with some other friends and we both had such an amazing time. That's right. Um, and we just want to uh, we want to review that for people for people who couldn't go, for people who wanted to go or are curious about going, and for people like us who went and are probably desperately looking to connect with other people who shared the experience. Yes. So, um, cool. Yeah, so that's our topic for today, and uh, we're going to get deep into it. So, um, Joe... Hi. Hi. Thanks, JT, for having me on your super cool podcast. I'm so excited to do this. Um, Excited to have you here. Um, Okay, so so you are not a native of San Francisco, which is where Mm -hmm. we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Where'd you grow up? I grew up in the East Coast um, in New Jersey, went to grade school in New Jersey, then moved to Western Pennsylvania. Cool. Um, not a huge scene there for EDM music. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And how how long ago was it that you moved here? I moved here about uh, seven years ago. Yeah. Wow, long time. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find the scene here? The scene is amazing here, man. Um, like, there's so much talent that comes through. Um, we have excellent venues, and most of the time you get in for free. It's like uh, these venues are incredible. They have like amazing like light systems state-of-the-art sound systems so i'm really really lucky that i I live here do you have a favorite one um it all depends on like who's coming Mm -hmm. you know who's gonna be there but my favorite for visuals is um is temple Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and they do have great acts that go there yeah but for me um i really like deep house night bass things like that so i'm always going to uh, mezzanine they put on great shows did you say night bass 
Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> what is that? It's kind of like, um, you know, um, like Jack Beats okay. uh, type, type of music. Okay. Um, like really chill. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of like a derivative of Deep House. Okay. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. So do you want to tell us how, like how you got into EDM, how you discovered the music or the scene, or what was what was your journey? Yeah, sure. Um, I had a couple minutes to think about that. That's a really tough question. But um, and it's a great plug to my Instagram name, um, <laughs> which is um, Aqua Lake Sunset. So, um, Wait, that's, okay, that's a complicated one. So it's Aqua Lake Sunset. Yeah, yeah right? Aqua Lake, one word, um, underscore sunset. Okay, cool. Um, I do blogging and um, for uh, EDM shows. And Aqua Lake basically is the third level zone of the Sega Master System Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, if you guys don't know it, it's a game where you're supposed to defeat Dr. Robotnik and free the animal friends. But um, anyways, that um, that level has an awesome soundtrack. And today, I mean, people to this day, DJs remix that, that soundtrack. And so basically what I'm trying to say is video games is really like, I guess, was the yes. first start cool. to electronic music for me. Cool. Um, but then I, you know, I went through my phases. I went through um, scene music, um, indie music. Um, but when I moved out here, I really got into um, EDM. EDM. Mm-hmm. So it was it was after you came out here that you discovered it. Um, uh, I would say I knew about it uh, beforehand before coming here, but I really got into it when I when I moved here. Cool. Yeah. Was that because um, of the live aspect of it, because or because of the community, or or maybe just your taste had shifted? Um, I think it's a mixture. Um, definitely, I think the, the live aspect has really, uh, really did it for me, though. Cool. My first uh, one of my first shows was Infected Mushroom, and then I, they had the visuals, they had like the live music, and good sound system. Cool. And that kind of led me to explore more music. Cool. So let's let's talk about EDC. EDC was effing incredible. <laughs> In summary, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's do it. We're um, done. Well, I wish there were 10 of me so I could experience all the eight stages, go on rides, check out the art, and hang out with the, all the cool people. Yes, that's real. That's real. <laughs> So I just want to describe, like, when you first walk in, um, you know, after fighting traffic, the long security lines, um, you know, we walk through this dark tunnel, and you come through the top bleachers, and you just get blown away. Um, like, pure face melt right there. Yeah, because it's at, so it's at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, right, mm-hmm. which is, like, a huge freaking racetrack out, like, kind of, like, 10 miles out into the desert, and so it, it starts right about sunset, so yeah, so when you walk in, you're walking you're walking right into the bleachers into this giant space Yeah, you're overlooking the whole entire festival. You get to see, like, the neon lights, the lasers searching the air, pyrotechnics It was, it was so tight. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of thinking about it now? It's the same feeling I would get this sounds so, ch- so, so corny but, like on Christmas Day, when yeah. I, when my brother and I would walk downstairs, and all of a sudden, like we'd have the Christmas tree with like however many fucking presents underneath it, and j- just to like my my mind as a kid, I was like, oh my god, you know, and you just like take in the splendor of that moment, and it's kind of the same thing where you're like you're waiting, you've been anticipating for so long, right, and then you get there. And then it's just laid out in front of you. And, yeah, you get your first glimpse of all of the stages. Like, Mm -hmm. the music's already playing. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, it's, like, this fucking wonderland where... 
Yeah, yeah. So it just leaves your jaw dropping for a minute. So we, I remember we just all paused for a second before we went down. Took some stages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sensory overload, like yes. throughout the whole entire mm-hmm. weekend, um, um, filled with great sets, um, amazing stages. Um, yeah. Cool. And was this your first year or? This was my second time going. Second time. Yeah. How did it compare to last year? Um, I didn't go last year. I went two years ago. Oh, two years ago. Um, and this year really blew me away because, um, you know, I was with a good, good group of people and that really affects um, your experience. Um, and um, I also was really learned from my lessons from the first one and really had to schedule and saw the people that I wanted to see. Mm, cool, cool. <laughs> so that was one of your big takeaways the first time was that yeah. that you needed to plan? Yeah. Okay. I, I needed to plan. And okay. Definitely, like, uh, your cell phone won't work. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have photos of the, of the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> have a meetup location. Yes. Um, yeah. That was mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. We, we picked this weird structure, this weird triangular structure for the meetup, um, which is totally indescribable. But when you <laughs> see it, you're like, OK, like you're not going to mistake it for anything else. Um, yeah. And you pick a time and you meet up there. Mm-hmm. And that was like really central, at least for for the group I was in, because we actually you and I kind of diverged once yeah. we got in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hanging out mostly with the meetup group and we would just like meet up back at that at that place. And that was super helpful. So, uh, who, who is your favorite? Who are your favorites? Um, one of my favorites was Adventure Club. They mm. played an amazing, amazing set. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did okay. you see them? Uh, I saw, I saw uh, a good chunk of them. But can we talk about um, that stage? That was... Um, Base Pod. Base Pod. Base Pod was amazing. Fucking hell. That was one of my favorite. <laughs> Give me three adjectives to describe Base Pod. Um, I could feel shaking everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Shaking, okay. Um, just crazy wildness. Uh Um, Wildness. Oh, what's another adjective? Um, I don't know. Fire. Uh, Fire, yeah. Fire everywhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was. (laughs) Okay, so Base Pod, if you haven't seen it, Base Pod was, like, just fucking fire-breathing robots was essentially what it was. And... And we were joking, I don't remember who I was saying this to, but someone, we were like joking about the stage design. And so bass pod's like the dubstep and like trap stage. And my friend was like, um, I can just imagine them in the meeting where they're like organizing it. And someone's like, yo, how do we make dubstep more epic? And someone else goes, got it guys fire breathing robots and everyone's like yes drop their <laughs> drops their pencils they're like get to work we've got it we've got it yeah under the bright skies
that was yeah, that was a good. But one. dude, I mean, it was awesome. The crowd mm-hmm. was hopping, strobe lights. Um, they played a nice, um, versatile, versatile set. Cool. It ranged from dubstep to progressive house to electro. Uh, there was even some hip hop in there. Wow, um, I didn't, yeah. I didn't see quite that range. That's awesome. Yeah, and I love their their killer signature sound. You know, the high pitched vocals, mm-hmm. um, he, female vocals, airy riffs, and he, heavy drops. Um, but yeah, I was so stoked that they played their main their mainstays like Gold, um, I Need Your Heart, um, Shadow of the Sun, and it was my first time seeing them live too. I've been dying oh, to see them shit. for over a year. Cool. Yeah, cool. so yeah, it was amazing. That's awesome. Um, who else? Um, Seven Lions set was brilliant. Oh my god! <laughs> they played at the Cosmic Meadows. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Cosmic Meadows for a second. So Cosmic Meadows was this weird stage. It's actually the stage, it's it's probably the second or third biggest one. Right when you walk in, it's just facing you, and so it's really the first thing you see. And yeah, and okay, so the stage setup, I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Like the giant lights in the middle kind of looked like this bow tie shape. Right. And like my brain was like struggling to make sense of it. And finally, like I didn't really like the stage design until all of a sudden it clicked for me. And I realized you could see it as a three dimensional space. And Mm. what it looks like is you're wearing a virtual reality helmet. It's like surrounding, you've got like a a screen right in front of you and then two parts in your peripheral vision that kind of like in in real space, they came out towards you. And so so the other way you could think of it is if you're standing on like the star deck of a spaceship (laughs) and you've just got like a 360 or 180 degree view in front of you. And once I started seeing it as like a 3D object, that's Mm. when that stage like got real for me. Yeah. And... Anyway, yeah. Seven Lions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Cosmic Meadows, which just the thing about that stage oh. was the the jumbotrons too. Um, they had amazing visuals. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Did I don't you notice them? Oh really? Oh man, it was one of the best parts. Wait, on the on the where? It was right when Seven Lions was playing. Um, like on the stage. On the stage, they had this amazing. Like I literally had the feels. Like with the people I was with, they they showed a sunset. And just picture, like, Seven Lions, you know, like, you know, the type of music they play, you know, and watching, like, this sunset. Um, and then it switched to, like, a bamboo forest. I remember the forest. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I thought it was those jumbotrons were amazing. It was, cool. like, high definition and cool. it was added to it. Cool. Yeah. That was a great set. I love that he played a lot of his... Um, older stuff too he was really in his element um there and he played even his weirder stuff mm-hmm. including lucy which is the psytrance track mm-hmm. um which for yeah. the first time when i heard it there that was the first time i was like okay mm-hmm. i can get into this and mm-hmm. my favorite one that from him that's so weird and people don't like a lot of the time serpent of old Okay. And I was so into it when he dropped that. No one else around me was as, yeah. as into it as I was, but I was like, don't give a fuck. Like, this <laughs> is my jam. Yeah. So good. Just okay. being hit by, like, that wall of sound at mm-hmm. the drop, just, like, being enveloped by that energy. Mm-hmm. Now, is that one of his... Because like, he switches uh, around a lot. Yeah. Is that more, like, a more, more trance style or more... Okay, that's a good question. It's a gothic track. 
Okay. Okay. It's like this. Oh, okay. Wait. No, sorry. Let me take that back. It's a gothic Moombaton track. Okay. <laughs> I could have that wrong. I'm not an expert in Moombaton, but it's gothic because of the lyrics and because of, like, the vocalist has this weird throaty kind of mm-hmm. satanic voice. And I really can't make out most of the lyrics, but the among the few I can are um, Let's Play Dead Like Dogs in Cars. Now you see they like you. Yeah, that's pretty much mm-hmm. all I can make out. And okay. um and yeah, it's got this weird like like offbeat, kind of like a little bit of a reggae beat, but with like a really menacing sort of um dark chords. So okay. it's like this weird, like kind of fun bouncy, but also like I'm uncomfortable. That might have been the time I got the light show because um, yeah, I completely missed that song. <laughs> but uh, I know he had, like you're saying, side trance, and he also had a hard style track going on. Um, he ended up, he ended it with a um, with a trance above and beyond song. Oh I yeah, he played cool. a few above and beyond songs, yeah. which is great because um, that's really how he got to start. It's, my understanding is that at least his first. Um, I think his first release track, I could be totally wrong, was um, his remix of Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, yeah. <laughs> which is such a stunning track. Mm-hmm. It's like, where the fuck did you come from? How did you get that good, <laughs> like, out of nowhere? Um, I mean, he was a musician before that, but... Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I always like it when he, when he gives a nod. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had a pretty ridiculous and amazing experience yeah um, it was like galantis the best way to end edc okay tell, tell us about <laughs> so this um well let me tell you about the set first okay. um so galantis they played a high octane closing set i mean they really kept the crowd going it was day three everyone could have been tired but they really uh kept the crowd going and um it was an amazing experience. This is where we met um, Garrett. Um, he was plur as fuck, homie. <laughs> um, <laughs> a uh, technical term. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, really cool style. He had this uh, custom-made Louis Vuitton mask, uh, like a raver mask, and these dope sunglasses. Wait, and- what do you mean Louis Vuitton? Like, it was, ba- was it's it like act- a. It, it was Louis Vuitton. It was uh, like designed. Like- um, I don't know how he custom made it or whether he did it himself, but it was like real. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this cat was rolling pretty cool. He had all sorts of connections. This guy. <laughs> cool. Um, he took us into the lighting stage and he, he introduced us to all the technicians and we kind of got a, a mini tour of um, of how they do the lights and the, the I think was there pyrotechnics there too. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Think, sure. Yeah. Um, then. We got escorted up the middle of the aisle 
while Galantis was playing one of their last songs. So this is the aisle that's like reserved for like security and photographers and it goes, my understanding, because I, I never got close enough to see it, but I think it goes from the lighting booth straight up to the stage, right? Right. And it's uncrossable, like it's a, it's a fenced off area and it's straight, yeah. it's, it's front, it's just the center of the kinetic field. And we should say, this is kinetic field, which is the main stage, yeah. which last year was the cathedral and this year was like a giant owl environment yeah <laughs> um with like a fire temple on the left or on the right and a water temple on the left with like waterfalls anyway giant ass like totally enveloping stage and so i just wanted to set the stage for yeah. for what what aisle you're talking about yeah um so it was insane i mean there was like sixty thousand people um and you're walking down this aisle and everyone's just like raging cheering you on um it was just it was unreal So no one was like mad that you were there? No. And I was taking like selfies of myself and people were trying to get into my selfies. Like, <laughs> You're like a celebrity. Yeah. Um, yeah, super cool. And um, yeah. And so this is like, this is like sunrise. It was sunrise. Day three. Yeah, day three, sunrise. Last act of EDC. Like, yeah, last act, probably like the second to third uh, last song. Um, yeah, and I was I was walking behind this guy in a, in a pink unicorn uh, costume. As you do. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, the energy was amazing. Um, the and guy what, hooked us up. What happened when you got up to the front? Um, I kind of like stood there for a little bit. Um and just like took in all the energy and I could not describe what it felt like to be up there. Like you really like feel so much like from the music and from the crowd, the vibes from the crowd. It's just something you, I just stood there for a little bit and um, kind of looked up um, <laughs> to see uh, the DJ set. But um, <laughs> it's like it's like literally like you 20, yeah, 20 feet in the air. <laughs> so it's like it's not like you're really, you know, getting up close. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um that was a perfect way to That's end anything. So what were your um, favorites? My favorites? Um, oh, God. So I think I think the biggest surprise for me was Pretty Lights. And, like, I've been meaning to see Pretty Lights for a while, um, but never really made it a priority. And it was, a, it was kind of a hard choice because he was playing at the same time as Above and Beyond. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge Above and Beyond fan. Yeah. I talked about this last time. They're responsible, really, for getting me into the scene. Um, but I've seen them five times now. And I feel like this is kind of heretical to say. But I get bored with them. Like, oh, no. I love, like, I love being there. I love, like, mm -hmm. being with the community and feeling mm -hmm. that vibe. But, mm -hmm. like, listening to group therapy every week <laughs> and going to see, like, every Anjuna Beats artist that comes through I town, see. like, I, I know yeah. what they're going to play. There mm -hmm. really aren't any surprises. <laughs> so it was a really tough call, but um, I decided it, with the rest of the meetup group, we all decided to, uh, um, that we would take a chance on Pretty Lights instead. Mm -hmm. Um and it was a good decision because this, this was at Cosmic Meadow and 
oh my god i was like it was it was one of those moments where where uh, i can't even i can't even describe it it's it's this this physical sense of of uh, communion nice. where where you know he's just playing whatever he's playing and you know as the music comes in it just it just like it, it's playing your soul like a harp and oh my <laughs> wow. god and there's this one song he played um which i hadn't heard before and since then uh me and john um have been listening to it a ton because we both kind of like felt it at the same time and it's just this 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 walloping bass where if you listen to it in headphones i think it's it's good it's Mm -hmm. like sounds really groovy but when you're there and when the bass is that large you know yeah it it literally felt like i was standing in the ocean just being pummeled by waves or or my the other sensation i got was um being pounded by a hammer like i felt (laughs) like a giant was like pounding me on an anvil It was it was so good. I got I the just, feels really hard. I got the feels <laughs> so hard, um, and it was so great that John was right there too. Mm-hmm. Because when when you're feeling yeah. it and you know someone else like nice. is feeling yeah, the same totally thing, like that. there's no there's no way to to mm-hmm. commit convey that. So so but as it turned out, something really cool and surprising did happen at oh. Above and Beyond set. And that was they oh, had yeah. Brian Cranston mm-hmm. up on stage, yeah. um, which is cool. Uh, I think that would have been fun, but I mean, like, you know, I've I thought seen it was cool. It, I've seen yeah. it on video now, yeah. So I mean, other people have you know different opinions. I thought it was cool. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, Eric Prids was really really great. Um, I saw Avicii at main stage at Kinetic Field, and I really didn't go to Kinetic Field all that much. Um, but I, I went for a VG and I was really impressed. I thought he played a really great set. Um, he played a lot of throwbacks, which I yeah. loved because like I'm all for his new stuff. I think it's great that he's doing that he's branching out and being really creative in a way that few other people in the scene are willing to be. But I don't really love that music, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's sure. not my jam. So he got up there and he played like silhouettes mm-hmm. and old mm-hmm. stuff. Levels, right? Level, of course, levels, yeah. Oh man, 
and and I was really enjoying it. Wait, was that when I saw you? Yeah, this is oh my god, we ran into me. <laughs> it just like re ran into you yeah. in my head. I'm like re- reliving that set. It was yeah. like Joe's here. <laughs> we just like randomly. Oh my god, that was so weird. Yeah, so I was there. I went to see it by myself, and I saw. Um, uh, Nate, our friend Nate, who roomed with us, ha- wears this jester hat. And actually, if you were at EDC, there's a good chance you might have met him and <laughs> yeah, remember him. That's true. Because not only does he permanently wear a jester hat, but he does a really cool thing where he makes um, a custom T-shirt for himself for each day of the festival, and brings along um, neon sharpies and asks people to sign his shirt, like you know, like a high school yearbook. Yeah. And it's really cool, and it's a really great way of meeting people, and it's it's, um, for him, you know, he gets this really amazing souvenir out of it. He does um, that for every festival, gets a new t-shirt, festival. and he he puts the logo on it, and um, he has everyone sign it. Yeah, it's it's that's a really cool tradition. Um, you but can't I, wash it too much, though. Yeah, yeah, you'll lose it all, yeah. Well, I guess you only need to wear it that one time, really. You yeah. Hang it on your wall or whatever. Um, but... So I look to my left and I see Nate standing there and but like we we are like our eyes go wide and we're like what because we were rooming together and like this is at like the largest field at EDC and I can't convey to you how freaking gigantic that is and then Joe's right next to him and it was just great um, it was just like a really cool moment so Joe and I took some selfies obviously yeah. <laughs> to celebrate yeah. the serendipitous occasions cool. um, did you how did you feel about that set I thought it was pretty cool i had the cool. same same opinion as you mm-hmm. i liked his older stuff cool. and um yeah his his newer stuff i mean he's i get what he's trying to do he's trying to appeal to you know main stage vibes yeah yeah i think he did a good job like um with that balance i do want to talk about circuit grounds which is that's probably the second biggest stage and circuit grounds is under a huge arc of a tent it was yeah. enormous. You could see it looming from outside of the speedway. And it, oh my God. So that's where, so Circuit Grounds had a, a lot of other main stage acts. Like I think that's where Martin Garrix played. Um, but it was also very trance heavy. Mm-hmm. Carl Cox, too. Played Carl Cox. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. he would command that big of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I would think of him as a Neon Garden person, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother stage. But. Circuit Grounds was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest, the, the acts I saw there, Eric Prids really enjoyed it. I didn't think his set was as good as um, other live sets I've heard from him, but it was still really, really great. Um, and oh, Flux Pavilion uh, was really good. Amazing. Oh my God, it was <laughs> so good. I captured just this one little snippet on a 10 second Snapchat video and I put it up on, on Facebook and I'll probably put it up on the blog. And it's just like this one drop where it, oh my, it just explodes into this like nice. crazy drum step. And I like, I think maybe it's just me endowing this video with <laughs> the memory, but like, I think you can feel like just what a powerful drop it was. So that was a, that was a really great set. Um, and the big one that was insane was Gaia. Oh, man. I've been oh. listening to their sets um, on SoundCloud. My God. Oh, my God. I wish I was there. Live. Oh, my God. Dude, I wish I wish you were there with me. Um, <laughs> because holy fucking hell. So here's... here's Okay, first of all, Gaia is Armin Van Buren, right. legend of the scene, mm-hmm. who used to be a trance artist back in the day uh, and is now gone a lot more... Um, you know, he just he changes his music with the times, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, as he says, he's there to entertain people, and he needs to play what people want to hear. 
<laughs> which I think is valid. Um, but he's done this really brilliant thing where he teamed up with another musician who I think is not very well known. He's a studio musician, and they've created this separate act called Gaia. Right. And Gaia is basically to appease the old school trance fans who miss old Armin, mm-hmm. and they just play dark trance like no vocals mm-hmm. just like this hard hitting uh like throwback old school trance and the best thing about it is that they perform in these hooded robes um and which is so funny because it, did you know that i didn't know that oh my god <laughs> oh my god you're gonna love this so the funny thing is armin is such a happy guy and he's well known for being very emotive on stage and for holding his arms straight out it's called the jesus pose and he does that like all the time and so in gaia it's the total opposite where he and this guy benno um they are wearing hoods you would not know it's them because they literally face the decks the entire time they're looking down they do not move so they approach the stage from either side and just like work their magic on the decks do not move the entire time meanwhile the you know the crowd's going fucking insane because they're they're magicians um and the the visuals that they brought for circuit grounds were so fucking good whoever did their their stage setup had converted circuit grounds into a dark cathedral where um, behind them was was stained glass. And so all of a sudden you felt like you were in an actual church worshiping this music. And they have, their visuals have these weird, like giant weird statues behind them. And then there there was pyrotechnics, there was suddenly flames in the church and you're like, oh my God. such an overwhelming experience and the only reason we left that stage is to go see seven lions and we were like equally torn we were like no these are so uh, but like that that was worth it um so so that was cool yeah like i'm telling you i wish you could duplicate yourself you still want to be so many places at one time there were so many people i missed like edx Mm -hmm. played like the opening set on like day three i think yeah and that was just impossible with the traffic to to get there so i missed that I I missed um, Justin Martin, um, okay. Chucky. Um, I wanted to check out Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I'm kind of like really into her, um, getting into her music. Um, and then Diplo. Diplo was there? Yeah, he he was, I believe he was one of the um, um, special guests. Oh my God, yeah. that yeah. makes sense because his snaps yeah. were from Vegas and I was like, what? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes so much sense all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. where did, I wonder where he played. Yeah. Oh, I was reading it somewhere. Um, he. Oh, I think he played at the. Was it the art? Uh, no, that was someone else. Oh, I don't know. But. Oh, I know Hardwell played at a boombox. Apparently, Cascade also played at the boombox. Mm-hmm. Martin Garrix played at stage seven. Oh, he, Diplo. Um, he played on the seven. Oh, the up seven stage. up stage. Yeah. But uh, knowing Diplo, he'd probably ban me. It was had a bunch of candy all over me. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was decked out. So he'd probably see me coming from a mile away and be like, um, you're banned. Get him out of here. <laughs> no, it's, I understand where he's coming from. 
Okay, so let's talk about candy. What uh, for people who don't know, what is okay. candy? First of all, how's it spelled? Oh, uh, candy spelled with K A N D I. Okay. So it's basically um, plastic jewelry made from pony beads. Uh, you see people from the raves wearing it. Um, it's generally made in bracelets, bracelet cuffs, or necklaces, or um, or huge UFO cuffs. Um, it's basically um, it falls under under the tradition of plur. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is peace, love, unity, respect stands for that. It's basically a type of philosophy or a code of conduct um, as it relates to treating other people. Like it promotes a strong communal sense of um, of family, uh, positive vibes. Um, so, um, I mean, some people look negatively on it and look down on, on it. Um, but um, why do you think that is? I think there's um, a lot of people think that it's uh, people are just um, uh, drug users if they wear candy or um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How to, I don't know why there's so much negativity around yeah. it. Yeah, I think personally, and this is me just talking out, thinking out loud. Um, maybe because it's so easy to stereotype, you mm-hmm. know, because it's a it's a different culture and it's like the like people in rave gear are not people you're going to see walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. So they become a really easy target to make fun of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for because because I think as you were alluding to, I know um, Candy's been banned, I think, at Hard Fest. Um, it's banned it? at Mad Decent, Mad Decent block parties, Decent, right, um, basically right, anything that blows. Thing, um, yeah. yeah, and I do understand. Um, I do understand that. I mean, I only generally wear candy at Insomniac events or um, or other similar type of underground raves. Um, I don't need to wear candy all the time, and. Um, you know, the number one thing I go to these raves are for the is for their music experience, and then these things are secondary. So um, that's how I view it. Um, and I like to dress up in crazy costumes, yeah. like for um, insomniac events as well. I mean, that's what generally everyone does at you know at um, uh, EDC or Beyond Wonderland nocturnal events. Yeah. So tell us about your costumes. Um, so let's see. Um, the first day, I kind of, like, played it really cool. I just had a pair of shorts and a tank top. But the second day, I wore five-inch um, platform boots, which I would not recommend because um, <laughs> <laughs> my feet were killing me at the end. But the, the good thing about it was, since I'm a short guy, I mean, I really was able to see a lot more <laughs> with the five-inch um, platforms. Awesome. Um, but um, I dressed up in kind of, like, jester leggings and um, lots of perler beads um, and lots of candy, which I... Which I traded with other people. What kind of costumes did you wear? Um, so I've I've never really been a costume person, but I guess I at least had themes um, for for each day. I'll, I'll have to take notes from you because yours are so <laughs> elaborate. Um, so the first day, you know, I wore the um, SFEDM oh, tank top. Right. Yeah, because okay. we made this awesome tank top um, that's got the Golden Gate Bridge fading into a sound wave, um, and it says SFEDM on it. And so we all wore those tank tops. And then the second day, I wore I made this T-shirt, which I'm actually wearing right now because I never have an excuse. <laughs> to wear it so it's got the blog uh logo and the snap code and it says um edm is our religion on it which i thought was pretty cool and i thought other people would like appreciate that what i wore on the third day was um this pair of briefs with the american flag on them and i have been okay so 
one of my goals for these events was to wear something with EL wire, electroluminescent wire. Right. And but it's like it's really hard to set up, and you have to like sew it into shit, and you need a lot of it, and it's really time consuming. So I decided I was just gonna get like one length of EL wire and put it on these briefs. So on the seams. So it like lights up in the dark. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I'm not like Joe. Joe knows what he's doing with costumes. I'm like, um, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, a kid in like a power tool shop. Um, so I bought uh, paper clips and binder clips for the way I decided I was going to attach this EO wire to my underwear. Um, and that was fine. Like I was able to kind of get it to line up with the scenes and it looked pretty good when you turn the lights off. Um, but the problem is, you know, when you're like moving around, things move and like the wire gets pulled and it kind of like starts to come apart. And, and then all of a sudden you realize there's a lot of metal in your underpants and that's like not the most comfortable thing. So I think I'm in the middle of dancing. All of a sudden, I feel this sting, like, in my underpants, <laughs> on my scrotum, oh my okay? Like, on my ball. <laughs> and it's like a bee sting. But then it didn't go away. I was like, I thought I'd, like, been bitten by something, but it kept going. And it was so painful. And so, like, I had to, like, reach, like, thrust my hand, like, into my, like, underwear and just, like, try to figure out what was going on. And the damn tip of the wire had come off and so it had had this like little nub on the end of it and that had somehow oh, come geez. off so basically it was like unfiltered electric current <laughs> that was like stinging my balls and and it burned and so like i had to like i tried to fix it and then it stung me again so i just had to abandon the whole thing and so for the rest of the night i was walking around with like this el wire like half hanging off oh, my no. underpants and like paper clips and binder clips everywhere no. <laughs> it was like a mess but I, I dealt with it i dealt with it on the entire ride back yeah. to the hotel which was like literally two hours um first world waiver problems yeah really <laughs> seriously and 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 this is that's what i got for uh for not having planned that in advance i would say um you know just keep it uh simple because you're going to be raving for you know three days straight mm. um you know wear something fun express yourself but um you know try to keep it on the more to the simple side yeah i think that's My what tips. i'll be doing next time okay so let's wrap this up yes. um mm-hmm. and so we're gonna what we're gonna do is uh talk about a song we're gonna go out on a song and joe and i are going to critique it so we can play it and it awesome. can be fair use <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um we've chosen strangers by seven lines uh featuring who's it featuring my um, chain 54 and tovlov tov tovlo tovlo it's tovlo yeah. yeah 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 so it's a collab between um uh, and chain and and seven lines mm-hmm. and i think it's cool because like it's one of those songs where it literally meets their styles right in the middle right yeah. it's like a really really great union of them mm-hmm. perfect mix <laughs> um and i really love like I will never not love when a song just breaks into halftime. Basically, mm-hmm. when it takes the du- when it just drops du- into a dubstep mm-hmm. beat. And Seven that. Lions, oh, not yeah. only does it just drop into this like epic dubstep beat in Strangers, yeah. but um, but it's got the triplets going on, and mm-hmm. you, and it's just like a little out of time, and it's like ah, oh, it's yeah. so good. 
it takes you down, then brings you back up. Yep. It takes you down, and it's, it's and it's amazing. got those Mind and Chain fifty four chords that yeah. are just, that just play with your emotions and yeah, bring you up. And the lyrics are like super lyrics sweet. are amazing, so yeah. great. Yeah, <laughs> um, and what other interesting things can we say about this? Um, yeah, you were just saying while we were we had mm-hmm. the microphone paused that um, he played it a little harder at. Um, EDC. Yeah, he did. He, he there was it was uh, much more bass heavy um, mm. at EDC. And I'm wondering if that might have been because um, he released a different version of it on on EP. Um, so I wonder if it was that version. Um, um, okay. Just and I always say complain. they instead of he. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's <laughs> seven of them. Plural. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. Oh, you know what else about the song is? Um, there is a new song out. It's by a dude who I've never heard of before. He's only got just over a thousand Facebook fans. Um, Alex Klingle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got this song out called I Run to You featuring Linnea Chassau on vocals. Do you know her? No. So talented. Okay. She was on Matt Zoe's The Sky, if okay. you know that song. Okay. And a couple others. She's like super beautiful voice. Um, was she in Shadow of the Sun? she the vocal i don't know okay i don't know that one okay um and anyway so she's pretty established and this song to me seems straight up a ripoff of (laughs) strangers and uh mine and shane's other other summer of love remixes and the thing about it is like i would be disappointed if it wasn't so fucking good, like the lyrics are great. The production is really, really good. Like it's just, just killer. It sounds like, it sounds like, like strangers too. I swear to God, because it's got like, it's got a break that's like ripped right from it. I think I'm going to try and make a blog post about it. Um, and it's just, it's really, really great. So anyway, um, I think that I think that covers our duties of uh, <laughs> of reviewing the song. So nice. uh, yeah, fair use says we can now play. Yeah. <laughs> Strangers, can I press that play button? <laughs> you may. You you want to press the button? You yeah. want to push the button? <laughs> but wait, before we press push the button, let's quickly uh, where where can people follow you online again? Um, they can follow me on my Insta at aqualake one word underscore sunset and also on uh, facebook joe Deza, j-o-e-d-e-z-a um so i do a lot of reviews on shows i go to and um music um i listen to cool mm-hmm. and you can follow the blog at uh at the edmist on twitter one word or uh the same thing on snapchat or uh the underscore edmist on instagram or the edmist.co do you sense cool. a theme <laughs> all right Thanks for being here, Joe. Thanks. It was fun. Cool. All right. Now you may push the button. Nice. All right. Uh, I hope you can give us like a Walter White style (laughs) cheer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Say my name. All right. Ready? Uh, I guess I'll count you down. Three, two, one. Can I press this one? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. You can press whatever button. Yeah. Good. The screen flashed. That was very climactic. Good. (laughs) Just the right button. Sure.
you up.